Listen to something fresh. Listen to Salam Media. We now move on to discuss the latest round of load shedding. On Monday this week, Power Utility Eskom announced that we will be experiencing stage stage 6 load shedding. This is the first time this has happened in South African history and according to spokesperson Dikatso Mutai heavy rains have caused coal handling and operational problems at some power stations which had resulted in load shedding. So to unpack this we're joined on the line now by energy expert Ted Blom. Hello sir and welcome to the show. Thank you. Okay so now um This week as uh, Eskom introduced stage 6 load shedding. Now I'm sure this has caused real disruption. So could you just unpack for us what is stage 6 load shedding? Okay, so effectively stage 6 load shedding uh, means that uh, most people um have three sessions of load shedding of approximately 4 hours per day. So how big a cause so, for concern is stage 6 loading load shedding? How big is it? Well, Cape Town uses two megawatts, so it's three uh, cities the size of Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So, can you take us through the different stages? I know the announcement of stage six confused many people on the spot. People were wondering what it is. So, can you please just explain to us a little bit what are the different stages of it? load shedding? Okay, so uh, effectively, what Eskom has done is that. Um, It's uh, categorized uh, the load shedding, uh, and it's something new. They only did it in the last year, where each stage uh, represents 1,000 megawatts of uh, load shedding or, or power outages, as they call it in the rest of the world, or blackout. Mm-hmm. And um, as 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 Eskom loses uh, ability to, to supply power to the grid, it has to uh, cut off uh, people because uh, one. kilowatt uh, demand more than supply will just cause a grid meltdown. So what they try and do worldwide the safety margin is 15% of demand. So uh, we we normally have a notional demand of uh, 30,000 megawatts. So we should notionally have a safety margin of 4,500 megawatts. And then it gives you adequate time to manage the situation if the IRT doesn't so on. However, because Eskom has been poorly run and poorly maintained, uh, they're trying to uh, trying to keep the system going with only 1,000 megawatts of uh, of safety margin, and that creates massive, massive risk uh, for uh, system meltdown. Because if you have two power stations going down at the same time, uh, you obviously won't be able to save the, the grid, and you'll have a complete meltdown. So, in a way, I consider this reckless behaviour by Eskom. But uh, they're trying their best to, to supply as much demand as possible. Uh, there's obviously political pressure on them to not have uh, load shedding and blackouts. So uh, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. But it's because they haven't behaved properly, they haven't behaved professionally, and they are still corrupted. Because nobody at Eskom has yet to, to this day been charged with corruption, and it's been going on for at least, at least confirmed 10 years, but probably 19 years. So. Now, how has Eskom gotten itself into such deep trouble over the years? What has brought this enterprise, which is mandated to provide electricity to the citizens of South Africa, what has brought this enterprise to the bank uh, to the brink of collapse? Okay, if we go to the key causes or critical success factors, uh, you'll recall that in 2001, this government changed Eskom from a non-profit organisation to a for-profit organisation. 
Well, from that day onwards, there was a conflict of interest between what Eskom wanted and what the nation required in terms of power supply. So Eskom started cutting back on maintenance and uh, investment in capacity because the government wanted profits and dividends from Eskom. And that 19 years of underinvestment, uh, under under maintenance, poor management, interference from a political side with quotas and all sorts of things, uh, all that has arisen into a, a, this calamity that we're facing at the moment. It's a, it's a confluence of 19 years of, of gross mismanagement, gross corruption and gross interference. Now, government, of course, has come out, and ESCOM as well, they've come out quite a few times just this year already saying that they're addressing the issues at ESCOM. But for myself, of course, I haven't seen anything tangible coming out. We haven't seen anything concrete. So has government been handling the crisis at ESCOM effectively? What's your view on how they're dealing with it? Well, effectively, when uh, BPE uh, appointed Mr. Pravin Godan, let's keep blunt the name name, and appointed the new board who had no ESCOM or energy experience, and that was a recipe for disaster. Um, up to now, we find every time that the Honourable Minister comes on TV, he tells you and shares with you how he's learned about things at ESCOM. So that means we've been guinea pigs in this whole exercise. And I think that's grossly unfair. We pay a very high price for electricity that's not available. And the political people must take, to take the fall. Uh, it's their making, it's their interference. Uh, they haven't appointed professional people at ESCOM. They've appointed uh, party uh, affiliates or whatever you want to call them. Uh, and there's been nepotism and uh, all this interference from a political point of view. And there's been political stealing. Uh, the, the stealing and corruption has been sanctioned by the ANC for more than 10 years. So don't forget that. Uh, they'll run away now at the night, but that's the fact that, as the Zondra Commission has also pointed out, or started pointing out, because this toll has brought very deep roots. It'll take a long time to sort out. And now ESCOM has been bailed out by the billions, right? We all know that. But why aren't these billions which governments government keeps throwing at ESCOM. Why aren't these bailouts materialising into solutions as they've been espoused to have done? Well, because the corruption is still continuing. The more money the government throws at ESCOM, the more money gets apportioned to it. It goes in the front door and it runs out the back door. Uh, the, you, don't, you won't believe the level of corruption at ESCOM. It's not a million rand a year. It's a million rand a minute. Uh, that's the level of stealing that's going on inside ESCOM. Plus, they overstaffed. There were 33,000 people that are four times higher paid than world average salary. Uh, so the, 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 the wastefulness and the inefficiency and the corruption just continues unabated. As I said, nobody has been taken to court, nobody's been charged, and nobody's been locked up for more than, in my estimate, uh, the, the stealing and the misspending is over 1.3 trillion rand. And that, of course, leads one to ask the question. Does government actually have the solution to this problem? Is it does it lie entirely with government to sort it out, or is it something ESCOM should ask uh, should sort itself out? Well, the day the government stole ESCOM shares, and that was in two thousand and one, they took on the responsibility for uh, managing government. They started appointing uh, the, the board and the executives of ESCOM. Prior to that, ESCOM was an uh, NGO, and it had its own mechanisms of appointing staff and people on merit. But ever since government over control, they've been in control of appointments and non-appointments and firings or whatever, and the direction of ESCOM. Uh, so uh, the, the real problems at ESCOM, the wheels started falling off in 2001. The cold corruption 
started in two, December 2001. Uh, everything leads to the day that government decided they're going to steal the Eskom shares. Eskom belonged to the country. Now Eskom belongs to the, the, well, the, the ruling party in charge of the government. Mm. And now, of course, load shedding having been escalated to stage six this week, um, and that, I believe, was for the first time in South African history. So um, are we possibly reaching this point where it might reach a point where we might have blackouts for 12 hours or even more? And how well, prepared are we? 12 hours at stage six. Uh, stage eight is uh, 16 hours of, uh, of load shedding. And uh, people have asked me that. Uh, it's not predictable because we're talking about the availability and reliability of machines and also the possibility of people not doing their jobs properly, as on the coal procurement and buying the wrong coal. Uh, so uh, it's really difficult to, to... All I can say that the calamity at Eskom is man-made. Uh, you know, the, the Eskom and the government will say, well, you know, this was a force of nature or whatever. Uh, as far as I can see, uh, the, the fine coal that's wet is man-made. Uh, the uh, not non-running uh, of the Madupi uh, conveyors is man-made, poor workmanship. Uh, the flooding of the power stations is man-made. The housekeeping has been under par. Uh, and so we can carry on. So most of it, at least 50%, if not 100%, of Eskimo's current calamity is man-made. And somebody needs to stand up and say, I'm taking responsibility. Sitting there with a whole lot of mealy-mouthed chicken people who want the money, but they can't do the job and they don't want to take the responsibility. And as you say, of course, we could believe that ESCOM is in uncertain territory. But um, if you could say now, where do you see ESCOM within a year from now? Well, as far as I'm concerned, ESCOM is dead. It's living on, uh, on, on ICU, uh, cash injections. There's, the ESCOM of today is far worse position than when this board took over in January 2018. And the new minister took over in January 2018. Uh, effectively, Eskom is dead. Uh, this Eskom, without uh, a massive cash injection, uh, will not survive the day. Um, it's been so badly run. And in any other other jurisdiction, any other country, uh, it would be called a failed organization and possibly even a failed state. So what would you suggest be the way now forward for Eskom? Should it be closed down? Could privatization perhaps be the solution or could we see ESCOM take a similar route as SAA in the sense that it perhaps it should go under business rescue? Is that a viable option? Well, the immediate problem is to put more capacity on, on the grid so that you can take the units off and do proper maintenance and servicing. Uh, but that's not going to happen until the steaming stops. Uh, as long as the full maintenance budget of 10-15 billion is stolen every year, not, not say stolen, uh, in the broader sense, even not doing work properly and getting paid for stealing money from ESCO. Uh, the only way to sort this out is to put professional management in there, professional controls, and remove the political interference. And, and that can possibly happen under business risk. Because at least then there's one person responsible for the mess. It's a really dark picture at ESCOM indeed. Uh, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Anytime.